How are you, Uncle Jaffa? I'm well, by God's grace. Alhamdulillah. You look like a very learned man. <laughs> Thank you for the compliments, but I am not. <laughs> like people of the book. <laughs> so, um, how are you? How are you doing? How's everything? Everything is okay. I'm doing very well. I'm Life happy. Life is good. You've retired now, yeah. You've you you've been retired. For I the don't last like to use the term retired. Yeah. I'm active. Mm-hmm. Uh, retired means like you know. From work. F- yeah, retired from work. No, no, <laughs> I'm still working. Oh, you are. <laughs> so what were you doing before this? Um, you see, interesting question. My father worked in Shell Company, Shell Eastern Petroleum. Yeah. Uh, one of the prosperous companies uh, in the earlier days. He worked there for almost 40 years. I want to be different from my father because my father had no basic education. He is is not uh, with us. Uh, He had no basic education, so he had to work very hard uh, to bring his five, six children up. So, uh, he couldn't afford to uh, job hop. So, he stayed in Shell Company for 48 years. Oh, that's but long, huh? That's long, years. long. But I want to be different from my father. I want to... I, pro- I promise myself that I will not work in a place more than five years. Okay. Any place. No matter how promising uh, the future in that okay, job. That's cool, yeah. But what's the reason for that? Why not more than five years? Okay, because you see, you know, our, um, I don't, I, I don't think, you know, I would, I would want to describe life is, life is short. Okay, uh, after my national first batch, you know, I'm first batch national serviceman. You serve national service, huh? Yeah. Wow. First batch, seventh intake, and first um, artillery battalion team. Okay, artillery. Yeah. Artillery, School of Artillery Battalion. So, immediately after my national service in 1970, enlisted in 68, 1968, 1970, was discharged. So, you know, I wanted to continue my studies. Then what happened is that, you know, um, I decided to work. I started working from 1970. So, five years means 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 <laughs> years. You know. Yeah. And what was the first job you held? Uh, first job I held as a, you know, safety officer in the United Motor Works. Uh, that time, you know, they were the leading um, uh, sales and service for these uh, Toyota, uh, Caterpillar, you know, heavy machineries. Mm. machineries. Uh, that was the first job. After five years, I moved on to uh, Singapore Book Distributors. So That's when it began, man. Huh? That's when it began. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, not really before that, but I, I was interested. Uh, I was offered the job, uh, so I worked there, but for lesser pay. But I, I was interested in job. Alhamdulillah, I like the job. Uh, it's an American company, uh, local uh, distributor. So I was there. For about five years, then after that, I uh, moved to from. Uh, I moved to you know, journalism, mm. ad hoc. So I used to travel 
not with the Straits Times, ah. Eh? No, no, not really. Not. So I used to write for for a friend. So he used to get it published uh, in in Malaysia. But what sort of journalism? Uh, what do you write about? Write about you know uh, families. Mm. Um, uh, societies uh, about about um, uh, interfaith, interculture mm. issues. You know nothing about politics or anything like that. Uh, very hard to divorce politics. You know, <laughs> <laughs> very hard to divorce. I don't get too 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 deeply in, get involved in politics. And how do you get about started with books? I mean, there's I've, I've read articles about you, and they said uh, it said that you are very keen books. You're very interested in books, and you're such a how do you say that word? It's a curious person. Uh, you just want to read and read and read more, and you still live up to doing that till today. Yeah, yeah, right. What got you started in that? The habit of reading. Uh, okay. First and foremost, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm indebted to my teachers, uh, my close friends also. They're all book people, you know. They're interested in books. When we meet, you know, we all, you always talk about books. Nothing else but books, you know. Uh, I wish I had friends like yours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like so you know always uh, you know talk about books and then we once we talk about books huh four five hours six hours now and just imagine at what age you know twenty one talking about but books. when you mention you talk about books what is it you talk about is it who read the latest book or no something like that books that uh, that uh, that have impacted me. Mm impacted me personally uh, those kind of books like many people if you if you ask people you know about uh, uh, of course you know i have the biggest collection of islamic books in singapore mm, okay even even in malaysia uh, if anybody can uh, prove me wrong um, i'm willing to give them a big reward i mean books you, so, so when you say the biggest collection of Islamic book, how many books is that? Are those actually? Okay. Rare books. Do you keep stock of them? Or not? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Rare books. If you say translations of the Quran, uh, translations of the Quran, um, extensive collection from from the earliest. Rare uh, printed copies, uh, out of print, uh, scarce, you know, scarce books that are scarce. Uh, I used to collect. The reason is that I, you know, I wanted to know, um, uh, like for for example, you know, uh, the opening statement in the Quran, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim, in the name of Allah, the most gracious, most merciful, that. There are so many different uh, interpretation of translation of okay. that verse, the first verse. Interesting. 
there is one particular gentleman, uh, Hafiz Gulam Sarwar. He translated it just before Abdullah Yusuf Ali. Mm. Abdullah Yusuf Ali yeah. translated the Quran in 1934. His complete his completed work came out of press in 1934. Pictol was in 1930. Muhammad Pictol was the first uh, British Muslim to have translated the Quran, and he never compromised with the word uh, God. He 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 retained the word Allah. Didn't want to use the word God because the, the word um, uh, Allah cannot be translated as God. Things like that. But Hafiz Gulam Sarwar, he was a magistrate, you know, in Singapore, in Malaysia, mm. Penang, and Singapore. His um, his descendant, one or one or two of them, are still around. Hafiz Gulam Sarwar, he translated the word with the name of God, not in the name of God, with the name of God. Interesting. So Instead of in is with, is ah, okay. In the name with, mm. interesting. Like you know, like that. You know, the history of Quran translations is, impressed me a lot, and it's not easy. Translating the Quran is a nightmare. Mm. It's a nightmare. But what's the oldest Islamic book in your collection? Do you have? Eighteen something. Yeah. Uh, it's by. Um, uh, Let me recall them. Uh, Irving, Irving, I R V I N G. Uh-huh. Um, he, Muhammad, and his successors, something like that. Uh, it's three volumes. Uh, the earliest one is eighteen hundred something. Let's say if you finish a book like that, now, because you see the thing is, I've tried reading. And I'm not an extensive reader. I get distracted easily with all this noise that's around me. Mm. I call them noise lovers. It's just basically distraction. Uh, if the phone rings or if someone calls and email comes into picture, or I just uh, I just wander off when it comes to my head. How do you actually keep yourself focused doing this? Because that's a very difficult thing for me. Uh, first of all, <laughs> I'm not married, no? Yeah. Okay. I've been um, all alone by myself for at least uh, for about um, 1990, 95, 15, almost 25 years. So it is easier. What I do is that, you know, I make one of the best cup of tea. Oh, no wonder you asked me about tea just now. Huh? <laughs> and coffee also. Okay. Is it brew coffee or what? Huh? Is it brew coffee? No, not brew coffee. Oh, okay. The normal... Do you coffee. learn this from somebody or somewhere? Yeah, yeah. Uh. A bookseller friend, you know, don't add sugar. Okay. That's what I do. Okay. Uh, don't add sugar. Sugar is actually poison. The five things one must avoid. White rice, mm-hmm. white sugar, white flour, white bread, White salt. Hmm. I'm eating all those, <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. But it's okay. But I love su- I love su- sweet, uh-huh. no, sugar, sugary stuff. But the thing is, this this uh, when I used to go to bookshops, you know, I don't bargain. Uh, I don't bargain, you know. I, I learned this from uh, from bookseller. 
retired uh, new uh, major in the uh, in the what do you call British regiment here in Singapore. Okay. He opened a small bookshop in Orchard Road, just um, not very far from Istana, opposite. You know. And uh, when I used to uh, buy second-hand bookshop, uh, second-hand books from second-hand bookshops, I just uh, ask how much is it. When I'm told the price, I just pay. Sometimes I offer them little, little more. Two dollars. Why? Why would you do that? Uh, uh, I feel happy. Okay. I feel happy, not for any other reasons. Like you know, I bargain, bargain. You know, I, I reward the uh, seller. If it is a good book, it is a book that uh, is going to be valuable to me. I, I don't mind paying a little bit more. So when do you actually start collecting books? Okay, Nine this is what I'm interested in. I mean, you read books, but when yeah. do you start collecting? Okay, to be very honest with you, nineteen seventy-three. I wasn't even born yet. Seventy-three. <laughs> uh huh. Nineteen seventy-three. To be very honest with you, nineteen seventy-three. Uh, at that time, you know. I didn't know about uh, about how to procure books. I would go to the library, search for the uh, books in print, you know, and then from there, mm-hmm. I'll write to the publishers. Mm-hmm. You know, in those days, you know, it is like you know correspondence by mail, you know. So uh, it's, it's a slow start, and um, at that time in the in the seventies. I used to order books mostly from Pakistan, because Pakistan at that time it was the hub for uh, uh, book publishing, Islamic book publishing. So there was one man, uh, a very famous man who was well known throughout the Muslim world. Iqbal. Uh, Sheikh Muhammad Ashraf. Ah. He shares the same name as me. Eh? Ah. Sheikh, how are you, Sheikh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sheikh Muhammad Ashraf. Yeah. I, 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 I've been to Lahore, met him personally, and uh, a very strict person. And then he only gave th- discount to booksellers, 33 and one third percent discount. And uh, he, he, and in those days, uh, in the in the 70s, before the creation of Bangladesh, it was known as East Pakistan. So they used to import papers for printing from East Pakistan, you know, and then uh, they produce good papers and then they publish books. So he was uh, was uh, very active in dawa work, this man, for Akhira. So he published a lot of books. So uh, Markan and Sons, Singapore, the, uh, the famous booksellers, stockists, used to stock all his books the Quran translations um, and then uh, Markansons SS Mubarak they recently went out of business and uh, they, in those days like you know books are not so expensive but affordable so when, when I used to buy books there I just walk around look, hunting for second hand books 
you know, like that I, you know, I stumbled across a lot of precious books, you know, which are now, you know, if you want to buy from, from the internet, eh? Costs a lot. Quite a lot. Okay. So, like, like I mentioned just now, how do you actually keep focused? Because the books that you read are hard books. Some of them are really, really tough books to finish. What do you mean by hard and tough books? I what mean, kind of books are those? I mean, the the books that he probably has is intricate, like basically political science, history, mm. religion, and breakdown of of translations and things like that. These are hard books, man. Hard to understand, hard to digest. You But can I easily get distracted. I I I make make it uh, you know a rule in my life to finish a book. Once I start reading a book, I don't skip. I I must finish the book. And then uh, I also have pre-owned books, pre-owned books. You know, these uh, pre-owned books, uh, very special books. Um, you know, in America, what the uh, what the, you know the book collectors will do. Uh, they used their hard-earned money to collect books. In, in I'm talking about 1901, 1902. You know. So when they acquire these books, they read. After that, they have the the what do you call these um, the book plates. This book belongs to me, and then yeah. the second after after that, um, when uh, uh, when they want to transfer the books uh, or donate to the library, and the library in turn will. Offer it to the public, and somebody comes and buys collected works in multiple volumes. Uh, and when they buy these, they will put their own, uh, you know, uh, stamp to it. Uh, stamps or their book plate, yeah. and then you can see, you know. Uh, so these are pre-owned books, which are not available in, in pristine condition. Forty-two volumes. Forty-one volumes plus one, the last volume, index volume. Uh, interesting, but these pre-owned books, ah, huh, what hap- what happens is that you know the the children, the those who inherit this collection, uh, they do not uh, value the books as much as the predecessors. predecessors. So what they will do, you know, they will um, they will just um, offer it. To booksellers, have you ever yourself like sell a part of your collection or a book? Never sell it away or give it away. Give it away, yes. Okay. If I have multiple volumes of the same title, mm. I give away. But if you thought of selling it in the future, have you thought like you know when when the time comes, you know, you're just gonna sell everything away? No, no, no. I I I don't want to think about it, but you know, I will not do that. Mm. No, no, that. So you have like a wheel return. Who's gonna get the book? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. My only worry is that how can I carry these books to heaven? <laughs> <laughs> you travel extensively, right? Yeah. You have in in the past. Name you know? yeah. name the places that you've been to and 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 why and what do you like about these places? You see, I like, uh, you know, I want to quote here. I'm a Muslim first, 
this is a quotation from a famous uh, India's leading freedom freedom fighter, Muhammad Ali, two brothers, Muhammad Ali and Jawhar Ali. They were all politicians. They were all lawyers. And before, they were very active in fighting for India's freedom. So he's the one who went to London and then demanded uh, for India's freedom. Very fierce and then uh, uncompromising Muslim. So he used to quote this, I'm a Muslim first, I'm a Muslim second, I'm a Muslim last. So like that, you know, my main, uh, uh, you know, focus is that, you know, and I travel, I want to travel, explore, uh, if possible, the Muslim countries. Malaysia, Indonesia is no problem. But beyond that, I travel to India, Pakistan, Afghanistan, uh, Iran, all land route, no? Land route. Mm-hmm. It runs and then uh, from there, Iraq. Okay, wait. It's got to stop there. Okay. Because I am keen in Iraq. Okay. Have you been to Babylon? Yeah, I've been. Oh, man, you have? Tell me about this, please. It's something that, you know, you can't describe. You have to see. You have been to the cradle of civilization. And yeah. Hmm. That's why, you know, when uh, when Iraq was attacked, yeah. when Iraq, uh, Iraq was atta- attacked in 1990, yeah. uh, you know, during those invasion... Uh, the first one, yeah. yeah uh, George I, Bush Sr. Yeah, I went into solitude because it's something that, you know, hurts me, you know, this thing. Uh, it, is, it, is, it is more than an emotional connection. I'm an Indian, but... I I be, I believe we all have you know, a common root. So uh, I've been there. I like the people. They're very friendly, and they are all you know very resourceful people. If a car breaks down, they will know how to repair it. Mm-hmm. And then you know uh, Iraq. You know the road. Huh? Yes. See when they when they destroyed. Uh, the, the the infrastructure of Iraq in the first world Gulf War they rebuilt it soon they were able to rebuild it soon and then uh, they they're very uh, brave independent uh, they don't worry about anything else there's something different uh, in these people's mind you know something different from the rest you mean the rest of the Middle East or the rest, the rest of, of the, the world. world. Wow. Rest of the world. Wow. So you've seen the yeah, the, yeah. The, the the blue gates and the, yeah. the blue walls and things yeah. like that. Right. And how well, long were you there? Okay. Uh, in, in fact, in fact, I overstayed. <laughs> 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 <I> overstayed. <laughs> and then, fortunately, for a fruit seller was able to help me. <laughs> the resourceful guys. <laughs> you overstayed because you love the country, or? I forgot where I was. Oh, okay. You, you forgot? In, you were lost in time, I guess. Yeah, something like that. Mm. You know. And then, you know, of course, I didn't... Um, uh, I told my mother, I'm going... Uh, my parents that I'm going to, you know, this Pakistan, India, something like that. Mm. And then... Uh, you ended up in Iraq? No, they didn't know because... Uh, at that time, my mother was, uh, you know... Urging me to get married. Yeah. 
you know, being the eldest in the family. I said, okay, I didn't want to, you know, uh, disappoint her. I said, okay, it's a short trip, I'll come back. So like that. You should have assured her that you're going to find an Iraqi woman and marry there. <laughs> no, then, you know, I also uh, traveled to Iran. Uh, you have, yeah. That's another easier interesting Easier border. Yeah, if you go to southern Turkey, you can cross to... Uh, Iran. No, uh, Turkey, I mean, uh, this uh, Syria. Syria, yes, correct, yeah. That's, Turkey is bordered by quite yeah. a bit of countries, yeah. yeah. Interesting. You mentioned that you went to Afghanistan. I've been to the border of Afghanistan called the Khyber Pass. Khyber Pass, we, I travel. Yes, I, it was a nice place there. Hello, lovely. Yeah. A lot of shops selling guns and... <laughs> no, no, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of shops there. No man's land, they call it. Yeah, and then you, you, you don't starve there, you know. There's no poverty, you know. In India, there's poverty, but uh, you know there, there's this Islamic concept that if you commit shirk, mm. uh, then so uh, blasph- blasphemy. Yeah, for uh, the listeners, yeah. Uh, shirk means that, that no, uh, you you will face a lot of this, uh, you know, uh, poverty. Yeah. Poverty. Oh, okay. Poverty is one of the root causes of those who commit shirk. Mm. You don't find it in uh, in in Iraq or in yeah, anywhere around there. Yeah. In Egypt. Yeah. Everything is uh, you know subsidized. You know, barley, bread, grapes, fruits, in abundance. One mic stand. Dead. So out of all these countries that you visited, if you were given a chance again, which country will you visit again? Okay. <laughs> I will not leave Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> you will not leave Singapore? Huh? I will not leave Singapore. Hmm. Interesting answer. I didn't expect that. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, you know, we have gri- our own grievance. But uh, the thing is this, there is one hadith which says that you, um, like, your rizq, your sustenance mm. is guaranteed in the place where you are born. Oh, oh. okay, okay. See? No, no, but I mean, if you are to go uh, to visit another country, okay. which country would you go and visit? I would revisit um, Egypt. Mm. Um, Syria, Morocco, Algeria. Oh, that's quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I love these places. Really, yeah. You know Algeria? Yeah. I was almost there. Uh, uh, I was at the border of Morocco, wanting to get into Tunisia. And then Algeria comes next, right? No, Beautiful Algeria place. first, then, then uh, Beautiful Tunisia. Place. Yeah. Very neat, clean. People who live in Singapore, when they go to Algeria, they'll be thinking that, you know, what is so great about our own country? They're cleaner. <laughs> yeah. So back to this book collection of yours. How do you keep them properly? Do you okay. like like keep them in a special bag, each one of them? No, no, no. Or you just leave it like that? Leave it like that. But wouldn't that attract like what what you call that um, silver fish or whatever that thing? No, no. I there is the secret I'll mm. share with you. Uh, I have this living room plus two rooms. Mm. My very special books are in the in in the rooms. 
uh, and I always, uh, you know, uh, keep the books clean and I will never touch a book, you, uh, you know, uh, with uh, bare naked hands. So you wear gloves? No, no. no. I wash, I clean mm. and then I only handle books with my dry hands. Ah, okay, okay. Number one. Number two, uh, you see these books, uh, uh, when, when you read a book, when you ho hold the book, when you are reading the book, you know, uh, it is something, you know, you are holding a sacred object, sacred object. And uh, first time you are reading a book, you know, uh, you, you, you know, you adopt the book. You know, you, actually you are buying a crystal or whatever it is. You, you know, you, you must uh, intentionally say that you are adopting the book. So like that, if, if for example, these uh, uh, pre-owned books, are, you have to be very careful, pre-owned books. Leather books, you also have to be very careful. Pre-owned books, uh, you know, the way you handle it, it has been handled by the previous owner who was taken care. So when I first acquire these pre-owned pre books, you know, I will put the book aside, I sleep on the floor. So I will sleep and then I'll try to get, get uh, connected to the previous owner. Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. What's the reason for that? Uh, if, if I have acquired the book uh, against his will, suppose, you know, his intention is not to donate the book to anyone uh, or to keep the book, um, you know, as a uh, family treasure, then if somehow it landed in a the shop, bookshop, mm. I find it, uh, if it comes to me, you know, I, I pay mm. a little bit extra, it comes to me, what will happen? Excuse me. Uh, then I will, you know, I've reason to worry. Okay, this is an interesting part. How do you get connected to the previous owner? What do you do? What do you do? When I, when I get the book, if I know, uh, okay, I bought this book from this shop. Okay, the name, uh, I'm not worried about the price. So, what I'll do, I'll ask right and ask them, Okay, uh, how did this uh, the the seller uh, acquire this book? I mean, uh, garage sales or from somebody else? So they will tell me, look here, you know, when uh, when the owner died, uh, the daughter, granddaughter wanted uh, to clear the space, you know. So she offered the book. Okay, who wants to buy this? Okay. Um, fix a price, you take it. How do you feel if it's such? I can, I can know. I have this, uh, I have this, uh, you know, this uh, connection. You know, I, I do not know whether he is uh, <laughs> ESP or whatever it is. I have this. Uh, I can feel it. Okay, let's say if uh, the granddaughter clears that book out, and then it's um, it's. 
they they, they don't want they want to clear that space and then now you have that book and then obviously the previous owner which is the actual owner of the book is pretty unwilling to actually uh be uh, apart from the book so how do you feel now that you have that book i will know i will uh, you know i'll say a prayer yeah. i'll say a prayer that you know uh, i didn't bargain bargain you know when uh, when i was offered this book uh, i accepted this i want to benefit from uh, from these books so i say a prayer like that there is also an additional prayer you know seeking uh, uh, divine help you know yeah. so sometimes i feel uh, i've so far not come across any uh, any kind of uh, you know bad vibes yeah as far as books are concerned yeah. but fountain pens yes oh, i also man. collect fountain pens okay oh, okay uh, but uh, vintage fountain pens they are not not expensive uh, pre owned ones you know so there was one uh, vintage mountain pen you know there was a time in the 20s and in the in the 20s and 30s in italy they they don't um, use gold nibs because gold is considered as a warm material so they don't so what happened uh, they use ordinary you know stainless steel nibs you know so there was one uh, Uh, such pen which i acquired during my travel uh to italy there is a place called perugia perugia is a mountainous region perugia yeah perugia so i i bought this uh, fountain pen which has got very interesting um, the pen is called really r a l l y 10 mm it was made for a a a, a mafia leader Okay, Natalie. So, you know, bold pen. You know, it's a very bold pen. How do you even obtain that? Uh, I, I think they make only one or two pens was as a as a, a special gift for these people. You know, yeah. VIPs. Yeah. Did you join the mafia to get that? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, yeah, it was that. So the seller was telling me the history, a bit of history of this book. Mm. I mean, this pen. Mm. So I asked him how much, you know. So he said, you know, how much can you offer? Offer. So I say I normally, you know, don't want to underpay Bargain. you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he said, okay, all right. He he co- <laughs> he he used the mafia quotation. I'm going to offer <laughs> if you. I'm going to offer. You know the famous one, famous quotation. No, I don't. What is that? Uh, I'm going to offer something which I can't refuse. Oh okay. So something like that. So very nice pen. But then the nib, uh, I need. I wanted to change the nib into gold because gold is always soft, mm-hmm. and uh, it tends to last longer. But when you when you have to calculate zakat, then you have to also include yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. You got <laughs> so to include that. So I got it replaced. I sent it to USA, and there was one somebody very kind enough to replace it for a uh, for a few dollars only. Okay. So it's still with me, you know. So this was owned by this mafia leader, so whose great granddaughter became a Muslim, mm. married a British and became Muslim. So 
uh, I got this pen. So I was, um, <laughs> I was, uh, you know, after admiring, I just, uh, you know, clipped the pen in my pocket and then I, I was sleeping in the morning. Then I had some, uh, some confused dream. So you can pick, you know, so uh, maybe uh, he didn't want to part with it, no. So I said, okay, never mind. I give uh, some food charity, you see, on his, on, on his behalf, behalf. So then I felt comfortable. You didn't, like get, that. you didn't get possessed or anything? No, no. Okay. How much do you buy that pen for, if you don't mind me asking? Okay, 150 Singapore dollars. That's all okay, right. That's okay, right? Yeah. That's all right. And vintage pen. And, uh, yeah. it is, and it, it, uh, it is, you know, the, the filling system is button filler. No, but oh. what, what year was this that you bought this pen? About 10 years back. Oh. Yeah, it's okay price. But it's 1920s, 25, 26 model. I, I like that conversation between you and the seller. It's like, okay, I'm not going to bargain. <laughs> mm, I'm going to offer something that you can't refuse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Interesting, you're meeting people and then, you know, more than you, uh, you, you know, the, ben- the more than the knowledge you gain from reading a book is they me- meeting people, no? Yeah. Booksellers are really interesting. And how many fountain pens do you own in your collection? In my collection, probably slightly more than 100. That's a lot. And how many books is in your collection? Uh, easily thou- more than 1,000 volumes. When, okay, when you say 1,000 volumes... That's it's not a thousand book, by yeah, the way. Precisely, yeah. it's not thousand books. So, just a rough estimate in terms of per book. Roughly, how many books do you have? Thousand over. Thousand over. And he's read them all. Uh, three times, by the way. Why three times? Uh, I, I, I would have missed uh, the, in the first reading, I would have missed some important details. Mm. So I, I do journaling also. After reading a book, you know, my um, just my my idea about that book or the author. I find that the first reading, second, third reading is something that I'll be surprised to see the third reading that I missed uh, the information mm. that I I I Depend. gained in yeah. the third reading, missing in the first two readings. Okay, I have to ask you this. Like for me, I collect records. Vinyl, okay, so I will, when I keep, I will categorize them, let's say alphabetical order or, you know, like kind of, how do you do it in, for yourself with books? In, in alphabetical order. Alphabetical order yeah. also. I leave the indefinite article now, like, you know, N, A, N. Okay. So that, you know, it follows the, the order systematically. And how often do you clean your... I don't know, your, your cabinet or if all these books are there. Whenever I have time. Whenever I have time, randomly, sometimes I'll just go look around, you know. There, there is a kind of special connection. Uh, I, I, will, I, do, I will not share this uh, publicly, but it's something like, you know, I'll sit down, suddenly, you know, I just go and look in some of books. Some books will start... The, the book calls you, know. you 
Huh? Does the book call you? Something like that. Oh man, it's just so cool, lah! <laughs> uh. Really, it is. It's like imagine he's walking past his his collection, and uh, suddenly the book is just like calling out to him. Yeah. Yeah. Read me. Because there's yeah. a kind of bond, you know, bond, bonding. And you read your books at night these days. I mean, like you go to Labrador and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Why, why, why? Why, why not do read you your do books at home? I do, I do. Is there this ca- calm serenity that comes with you in the middle of the night, and then you read up the way all till morning, and and and, yeah, and yeah. then you go home? Right. Because I see when when I'm reading, and because <laughs> I'm 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 being I feel that I'm being uh, when I read. Somebody, someone, or some people are listening. Some oh, okay, listening. okay. So you read it out loud, huh? Do you read it out loud, or you just at home? I d- I do read. Ah, okay, okay. Interesting. And the languages that you spoke and you pick up while all these years. Okay, I'm I'm very familiar with certain languages, but not fluent. Yeah. So what languages uh, that you can speak? Tamil, Malay, mm. English, Persian, mm. uh, Urdu. Yes, I can re- read and write Urdu, but understanding is limited. Mm. Persian is interesting. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, man. Have you been to Central Asia? Yeah, yeah. Oh man. Persian ah, language eh, is. You want to understand Sufism, you need to know Persian. Mm. Because of Rumi. Uh, very nice. Uh, you know, poetic kind of. Poetic form. Yeah. So Mr. Jaffa, what's the latest book that you have read? Or are you reading now? Ego is the enemy. Why <laughs> 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 do you have a big ego? <laughs> no, no. Ego is the enemy because when I... I do counselling also. Yeah. I mean... People come, you know. So I said, you know, don't fight, don't fight. <laughs> Leave your uh, ego outside. Yeah. And yeah, I was just the reason why I'm asking you about Central Asia is because I, that's one of the destinations that I have in mind, but never had a chance to go. Places like Kazakhstan, Uzbekistan, Turkmenistan, places like that. You know. But yeah, w- w- any anything that you want to tell me so that I can look forward to when I go there. I do not know uh, what's the you know. I want to go back to the past. Let's just put it that way. I want to go to Samarkand and I want to see. Oh, Bukhara, Samarkand. Yeah, no, okay. that, that got you excited. You see, yeah. now the thing is, these things get me excited. What what have you experienced there? And then you know, at least uh, bring up my drive. You know, to actually do something like that. Okay. Okay, that is one thing. Eh? Have you been to Turkey? Yeah. Konya? No. Okay. Uh, Konya is an interesting place. The, the population, land, land-wise, is the big, is very big. Yeah. Konya is a very big uh, city, you know. But the uh, the population. When I was there in last 1996, 1997, only less than a million. They have a famous caravansarai there, right? Caravansarai, yes. yes. Mm. You've and been there? Yeah, yeah. 
interesting old old places and sometimes they value antiquity you know they value and then at night you want to travel sometimes uh, you are in a di- you feel like you are you are in a different world now mm-hmm. have you got any problems in your travels before to any of these like exotic so called places people with less tread lah people don't the places where people don't normally go you've had troubles in these places before? no 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 you're fine huh? yeah. and you're always on your own yeah no no not at all oh, I see. so you always travel alone yeah because my first uh, visit i really cheap i you know in first extensive uh, travel was in 1977 it has only 650 singapore dollars from singapore travel by singapore airlines to land in chennai yeah. and from chennai all the way if you if you don't book a hotel find a cheap uh, you know hostel or uh, uh, like uh, guest house you pay less you know yeah yeah i've i've lived with uh with about 600 dollars for about a month and a half Oh, that is big in that is uh, in Thailand. I and I stay in a hut which costs two dollar fifty cents a day. Those kind of like, I wouldn't even call it a backpackers joint. It's like, I don't know what it's called, but it's just one of those. Uh. Yeah. So apparently, the the places that you've been to is, is amazing, man. Samarkand and Burhan and things like that, you know. So, and and there's this thing that I want to ask you about your hair. Why have you not cut your hair? You've got the longest hair that I've seen for an uncle. No, uh, I find the uh, you know this is an accident. Mm. It always starts with an accident. <laughs> yeah, because you know I travel when I when I was traveling. I I was in India, you know, Silent Valley. I was mentioning Silent Valley. Yeah. I ended up staying there for three four months, and when I came back, my Telabanga. Uh, block barber was waiting for me because every month i you know i always you know go for my hair cut in his shop you know so he, he was waiting for me then he left for india so when i came back so my mother was asking what happened to you so it reached me shoulder length shoulder length you know then i find it you know easier for me I don't have to apply oil. You don't have to comb. All I need is just you know put a band, you know, to to keep the lock lock of my hair. You know, so I I find that it's comfortable, easy. I'm no, trying to keep messy. long hair. So any advice for me? <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> any advice on keeping a nice shiny hair? Carry on. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Like that, you know, you know, people people who are very very familiar, if they are familiar with you, mm. uh, it's okay. But if, otherwise, they'll be looking up and down. They look people. at you, right? I'm sure they do, right? Huh? With your hair and all that, people do give you the stares, right? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. of course. So, my last question for you that I have, actually. How much more books are you going to collect? Okay. Is it a monthly affair or a yearly affair that you collect no, books? 
is uh, I would say weekly. Weekly, so it grows weekly. Your collection. Yeah, yeah. I read and some I I after reading it I give away, mm. but the precious ones I I retain. You know the article that I I read about you right, recently, right? and I I kind of zoomed the background on your books. Huh? See some killer books, huh? some seriously killer books. <laughs> really, I I'm not kidding. Huh? Those those the titles that I saw. It's incredible, man. The things that you want to know, but yeah, like I said, I, I I go through a book and I try to finish three books in a month. I really try my very best, but I get distracted. So I I, I think you speaking about whatever that you did, your, uh, how how you go about your books and giving so much respect to the books. Uh, I think people in general should be also giving that due attention to the books because at this day and age, people are also distracted. Yeah, yeah. Nobody reads anymore. You see. Right, so yeah, I think it kind of like inspired me. Uh. Did you like you know um, when your friends come over and you let them just take any book they want and read? They Or know, they they know. They, they know, know they're not supposed yeah. to touch the books. They know no, no, they can read. <laughs> they can borrow, you know, because a lot of books, uh? um, you know, uh, I've lent a lot of books. You know, friends, you know you. Yeah, I'm very obliging person, but then you know, I I don't um, get the books returned. So that is where I feel, you know, uh, I grief, I grief. You know, grief affects the lungs, of, of all the internal organs, and somebody very close to us pass away, is the lungs that affects most. You should have a system where you know when they borrow. Put down their name, handphone number, when to return back. <laughs> like I think a library, you know. I think even if he does, they, if people don't want to return, means they don't return. It's just like borrowing money, right? My key is always outside. Your house key? Yeah. What? It's not locked. <laughs> This is hilarious. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's not locked. Uh, okay. For the past, because why? My friends, when they come, if they want to use the facilities, they can use the facilities. If they want to, you know, offer their Salat, prayers, mm. they can offer. Um, other than that, you know, postmen regularly they come to deliver, right? Yeah. They know. If I'm not there, <laughs> open the door, they'll throw really, the yeah? books there. Where do you mm. stay? Uh? I'm coming over. Tholblanga, <laughs> no problem, anytime. Tholblanga Drive. Actually, I was I was gonna tell you about this. You know, I I was thinking, uh, maybe I should sit down with you and ask questions about. Uh, like the the topics that I have questions about, and there's so many places, so many things historically, and whatever happened, it's, it's good to listen to whatever you've 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 got to give, man. I think opinions. it take more than a day. Of course, of yeah. course, I'll just pop up randomly uh, when he's free. And it uh, this is one of those interviews, and uh, that I get nervous before I even interview, because a man of this vast knowledge. And looking at, uh, I mean, being me or us, eh, which is very, very limited. And it's good to have these insights from you, man. Do you do you have any um, useful quotes that you've read throughout all these years that you want to share with the listeners? <laughs> one of the quotes that you can find that I saw that one. Okay, another one is the another interesting one is this. Um, too many, too many, you know, um, you know. Congesting my mind. Uh, now there are a lot of fake quotes, you know. No, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. a lot of fake quotes. You know, uh, 
Um, try being poor for a day or two and find double riches. Mm. You know, uh, I'm a minimalist person, minimalist, you know, try to not to keep on gathering. I, apart from the book, uh, I know, you know, I'm not addicted, but you know, I find that, you know, life, uh, you know, Okay, give another 10 comfortable years la, for me to be around. 10 comfortable years. After that, we don't know what, what is going to happen. So, I think uh, do whatever uh, you have to do. Finish your work. Uh, the most important thing is that, you know, don't cease from helping anyone in need, anybody. You don't uh, hesitate, or don't cease to uh, helping others, regardless of race or, you know, religion. Keep on helping, small way in small ways. That's what we are doing. If you ask anybody, you ask them, tell, okay, tell me, uh, you know, Ten families or ten people who are really needy in any part of Singapore, they may they may not be able to give you the answer, but I it's in my f fingertips because we we meet people you know we we'll ask them they don't want you know they don't want there are people here once they live very uh, luxuriously now they have seven kids. Yeah, this, this, the couples are now in uh, uh, L-shaped rental flat. Yeah. And none of the children visit them. None of the children. And then I ask them, you know, and usually the interesting thing about the Malays, uh, uh, they, are, uh, they are like, you know, uh, they're willing to accept, you know, Oh, time has changed. They are, after all, my children. I cannot curse them. I'm unhappy, unhappy, yes, but you know, they need. Very compromising. Yeah, very compromising. Yeah. And if I find that, you know, ask them, what do you want? I'm coming again. Every week we go. Yeah, with a charity drive, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you want? Please tell me. And because I have two, three well wishes, sponsors, you know, and they're very generous. By Allah's grace, because of their generosity, the business has multiplied. So we ask them, what do you want, please? Then. Anything, will, they are too shy to say anything. And some, some, some of them, what they do, you know, when after the husband is no more, they will, be, this is be, be just before the COVID-19 started, you know, they will, they will, they will wait for us below the block. So we, when we go to Chai Chi area, we cover two, three blocks, you know. They'll be wearing jewelry, you know. Oh. So I ask them, you know, please be careful. They say no, because, you know, I don't want others to think that my husband has not left anything for me. Oh. Yeah. Okay. The honor, the... Wow. Uh, yeah, that's that's a noble thing to yeah. say. So, yeah. but you, you have to take care of yourself, you know. Never mind if they, if they chop my head off, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very interesting. But before we go... Um, 
I think we need some advice from you. You know, kids nowadays, it's all about iPad, about technology, rarely, you know, read books. How do you get them to start reading books? Do you have any advice for that? Okay. You're married? Yeah. You? Yeah, same here. Okay. Always, you know, spend time with them. As find any part of the day, what do you mean? Uh, talk to them. If you if if there is eye contact, if there is eye contact, talk to them, and give them short advices. Short advices, you know, when you grow up, you have to be. Give them examples, you know. You have to be like this. Love everybody. So I guess kids nowadays they just have to start reading so books. Slowly uh, talk to them yeah. nicely, but show them love. Huh? They'll sure. Yeah. So. The Thank future is going to be tough, you know. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's deteriorating as we go along, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So thank you very much. Uh, My pleasure. Jennifer. It's uh, it's and an honor having you. Here, thank you so man. much. It's, it's really one of those podcasts that I'm really looking forward to, and and uh, it didn't disappoint. Basically, yeah, it's, it's 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 perfect, man. I I love thank this podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. Assalamualaikum. Waalaikumsalam. Warahmatullah.